Pastor Sandra tells it as it is. My, teach is it, my teaching is entitled, Take Up Thy Bed and Walk. And the text is taken from John chapter 5. And my read is from verse 1 to 13. And I read, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem, and there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great number of impotent folk, or blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then, first after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, He that made me whole the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? So children of God, the Bible lets us to know how Jesus paid a visit to Jerusalem and when Jesus arrived at Jerusalem and he arrived by the sheep market where a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, um, having five porches. By the way, the word Bethesda means house of grace and house of mercy. And that is why Jesus... Um, Jesus' visit was very interesting because the Bible did not record any other visit or Jesus visiting any other or attending any other place. He, Jesus, Jesus had not attended the capital or any other synagogues, etc. So the first place Jesus attended when he arrived at Jerusalem was the sheep market. And the Bible describes the sheep market as a pool, which is called Bethesda. Bethesda meaning the house of grace and the house of mercy. So I'm going to stop for a commercial break. And this is what I call it. My commercial break is the clarification of grace and mercy. Grace means God's virtue. God's supernatural unmerited divine favor that he bestows, that he gives to all his children 
and, and expect nothing in return from his children. God's mercy is God's pity, compassion, and kindness towards his children. God's mercy shows up in the believer's life at salvation. And then God continues to show mercy in forgiveness. So here ends my commercial break in the explanation of grace and mercy. So back to the teaching. So the Bible let us know, let us to know in the sheep market was a pool called Bethesda. Bethesda, grace and mercy. So God's supernatural unmerited divine favor that God gives to all his children um, is called grace. Grace is God's supernatural favor, supernatural virtue and mercy. So Pastor Sandra, what are um, some examples of supernatural unmerited divine favors? I'm glad you asked and I'm so happy to share them with you. Um, God's supernatural unmerited divine favors are his forgiveness towards you and I. This is, they are healings, breakthroughs, innovations, inventions, inspirations, revelations, discoveries, freedom, liberation, rescue. And God reward these favors to his children and expects nothing in return. So next in the pool of Bethesda is Papa God's mercy. Mercy is God's pity. Mercy is God's compassion and kindness, gentleness, kind-heartedness towards his children. And I'm going to take another commercial break on this one in, explain, in explaining mercies, children of God. We children of God, we need to have mercy. It doesn't matter who the person is, we need to have mercy. We need to have mercy. Especially when people are caught in a bind and in certain situations. People are helpless. Be it black, white, pink, green, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race, what background. Mercy knows no color. So I'm just taking this little break to explain um, that children of God, we need to have mercy. When you stop at the traffic lights and mercy shows up or comes up to your, to, to your car to beg, some change, first of all, make sure your car door is locked. Be very careful and make sure you don't endanger yourself. Check your surroundings before you roll your car window down or hand anything out. And if you're not confident and if you're not sure, don't roll your window down. God will not charge you for that. You're just being sensible. But give mercy when you can. Um, they might stop you on the road or at the, at the, at the food store. Um, give what you can. And if you are in the position to pay for the groceries, pay for it. 
children of God, if you can afford to do so. If, you're, if you can afford to purchase a lunch, purchase a lunch or a dinner. Do so in the name of Jesus. Don't worry how they are going to use their money. Sometimes we get hung up on, oh, he's going to smoke it, or she's going to smoke it, or she's going to drink it or indulge. Children of God, pray for them and leave that part to God. But don't allow, don't close down the benevolent in your heart to help or to show mercies. So God's mercy shows up in the believer's life at salvation. And then God continues to show mercy in forgiving us of all our sins and our iniquities, our trespasses. His mercies shows up in forgiveness. So back to the teachings um, in verse 2. Verse 2, now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. By the way, children of God, God's unmerited grace, mercy, and favor was always available in the pool called Bethesda. God's unmerited grace, mercy, never ceased at Bethesda. It was always there by the sheep market, 24-7. It was always there. It had never ceased. It had never gone away. But here is the problem. Verse 5, that is the problem. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity. How long? Thirty and eight years. Children of God, this is this malady is what is preventing children of God from receiving. Yes, verse five. That is what is preventing children of God from receiving. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity. 30 and 8 years. Did you know that this infirmity could also be caused by illness, sickness, bitterness, resentment, unforgiving spirit, hatred, prejudice? Can prevent children of God from becoming Yes. Look at the cost to children of God in verse 3. Look at the examples. Yes, he said, verse 3, In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the movement of the water. So these folk... Yes, they were impotent, blind, halt, withered, and they were waiting for the movement of the water. Children of God, can you see and hear what you're reading? In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving, moving of the water. 
I ask Siri to, res to research multitude. And this is what Siri produced. A multitude is a very large number or a huge crowd. Sometimes the word multitude refers to the common people or the masses that is everyone in a society. And that blew my mind. Wow! Multitude, yes, refers to the common people or the masses that is everyone in a society. So the Bible lets us to know in the porches lay these, lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Children of God, the healing provision was always there to address these issues. Yes, the healing provision was always there. Always there to address the issues that I've just read out. Verse 3, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been, been a long time, in that case, he said unto to him, Will thou be made whole? And Jesus is asking the same question today. Will thou be made whole? Are you going to give the same excuse um, in verse 7? Like what this guy gave. Hear this, children of God. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time in, the, in this case, Jesus knew he did not pass his cell by date. Jesus knew it is not over until God knows. God said it is over although he was there 38 years. Jesus saw that he was still usable. You are still usable, child of God. I don't care what is happening to you. You are still usable. You haven't passed your cell by date. Don't allow the devil to fool you or to blind you. And this is what he did. Some were impotent, some were blind. And they were waiting for the movement of the water when, the, when it was there. Jesus saw that he did not fulfill that which God had ordained for him to do. Sometimes we say we're too old. You've got little aches and pain. And we allow the enemy to use it to shut us down. The devil is a liar. Children of God, wilt thou be made whole? Multitudes of God's children across the globe are in the same position like this guy. Hear the Spirit of God today, children of God. Will thou be made whole? But Pastor Sandra, does not, that does not apply to me. Well, let's hear it in the next teaching. I'm coming to you in the next teaching and I'm coming to you with that. And I'm going to pray now and come back uh, with the next teaching next week. So Papa God, thank you so much. For your precious word to your precious children. The Bible said, let him that has an ear 
to hear. Let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Father, I pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will trouble the water of your children. Open their eyes so that they can see glimpses of truth that you have for them. And you would place in their hands the wonderful keys that would uncalps and set them free. Let children of God know it is your will for your children to be made whole, to be made full, total, complete, abridged in every area, spiritually and physically, and in good health of our lives. This I ask in your precious name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Sandra, checking out until next week. God bless you. Pastor Sandra tells it as it is. My teaching is entitled, Take Up Thy Bed and Walk. And this is part two. And my text is taken from John chapter five. And my read is from verse 1 to 13, um, but I'm going to start at reading from verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been long, he had now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walk. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, It is a Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy mat thy bed. He answered them, he that made me whole. The same said unto me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, what man is that which said unto thee, take up thy bed and walk. So last week I conclude the teaching on grace. And just to recap on last week's teaching, we see Jesus made a visit to the capital of Israel and according to epistle according to the epistle of apostle john's um teaching jesus attended a pool by the sheep market which is called in the hebrew tongue bethesda having five porches bethesda in hebrew means grace and mercy and i love this and I'm really enjoying this teaching, children of God. Bethesda in Hebrew means grace. 
and mercy. This is the Holy Ghost teaching. Grace is the unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor of God. Grace is unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor that Papa God lavished on his children. We cannot earn grace and we did not, we did not do anything in deserve of grace. And we cannot pay Papa God back for his grace. And Papa God is not expecting a payment from us for his extravagant, this extravagant grace he has lavished on us. We wouldn't be able to pay it back anyway. <laughs> so I have come to submit to children of God that this unprecedented grace and mercy was available in the pool of Bethesda all along, even before the angel came down and troubled the water. How can you prove that, Pastor Sandra? Number one, um, grace and mercy can never cease. This is what the Holy Ghost told me. Grace and mercy can never cease. Why? Grace is eternal and it is an eternal favor given to children of God by Papa God. Grace is everlasting. Grace and mercy had never buckled and refused to comply with God's demands. Grace and mercy are God's attributes, God's character, God's quality that he bestows upon his children. Grace is demonstrated in Papa God's healing, deliverance, breakthroughs, freedom, restorations, innovations, discoveries, inventories, inspirations, and the list goes on. They were all available and more in the pool at Bethesda. Bethesda means grace and mercy. So I'm going to look at Romans chapter 5 verses 20 and 21 and I read Romans chapter 5 verse um, 20 and 21 verse 20 moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abounded grace did much more abound that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. What does this mean, Pastor Sandra? Apostle Paul is teaching slash showing the church in Rome comparisons between the law of grace versus the law of sin. Apostle Paul tells the congregation at Rome that the law of sin in its rule, in its operation, are no equal to the law of grace. Apostle Paul tells the church, sin was made law so it might flourish. How does it sin flourish, Pastor Sandra? Flourish meaning stay on your bed for 38 years and more. Flourish means take your tablets for the rest of your life. Flourish means 
lock him away in prison and throw the keys away. Flourish means put him in prison for the rest of his life. Flourish means hang him for his addiction for committing crime. Flourish means murder him for the color of his skin. Flourish him means murder him because his belief or religion is different to mine. Flourish means, means keep him at the bottom of the pile because he is different to you and he is different to I. Bible says, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But hear this, child of God. Grace knocks it out cold. How did it knock it out cold, Pastor Sandra? It knocks it out cold by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is the currency Papa God asks for to eradicate, to eliminate, and to exterminate the law of sin. Praise God. What where sin abound, grace did much more abound. Oh my God, I love this. In other words, grace knocks it out cold with the precious blood of our precious Lord Jesus Christ. Hear this, child of God. Verse 21, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So Apostle Paul was teaching the church in Rome. Grace was available in the pool at Bethesda. So my teaching is to submit to you, child of God, that grace had never gone out on walkies. Grace has, had never gone in scarcity of supply. Grace was never dried up or deceased. There was no reason for the multitudes at Jerusalem to wait for grace when grace was already in the pool. Apostle Paul told the church in Rome, moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. In other words, sin was at its all-time best, like what's happening now. But so is grace. So is grace. And so was grace. God's grace came in and knocks them out for six and more. What do you mean, Pastor Sandra? I know you would ask that question. Papa God came and offered himself as a ransom for, this, for sin. Papa God came in, offered himself as a ransom for the sin that was committed, the offense that, co that was committed, the felony that was committed. Grace came in and did the exchange through the precious blood of Jesus. Grace wiped the law of sin and its crimes out of the way. Why? Grace became sin on the cross. Grace became the firstborn from the dead by death, burial, and resurrection from the sin in the, of the person, in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So the exchange in you and I could be made. Praise God. So grace came in, became the firstborn from the dead through its death, burial, and resurrection from sin. 
in the person of Jesus, the Son of God, in order to do the exchange so that I, so that you could be made. The exchange could be exchanged, so the exchange in you and I could be made. What is the exchange? So you and I could become the righteousness of God. Wow. So what does that mean, Pastor Sandra? We pay nothing for the sin we have committed, the fraud, the treasons, the lies, the deceptions, the felony, the iniquities, the crime that we have committed. We pay nothing because the exchange was done through the blood of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Verse 20, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness, did you hear that child of God, unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Watch this, Romans chapter 2 and 4. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and dost the same, that thou shall escape the judgment of God? Verse 4, Romans 2, verses 4. Or despiseth thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Wow, thank God for grace. Thank God for his grace, child of God. So children of God, I have gone this long way to show you that grace and mercy were in great supply at the pool of Bethesda. Grace and mercy, grace, healings, deliverance, breakthroughs, righteousness, innovations, inventions, revelations, discoveries, forgiveness, release, liberation, rescue, freedom, self-determination, these are the rewards Papa God gives to his children and he expects nothing in return from his children. So next in the pool at Bethesda was mercy. Mercy is God's pity, compassion and kindness towards his children. God's mercy shows up in the believer's life at salvation and then God continues to show mercy in forgiveness. Mercy there was great, the songwriter says, and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me, but there my burdened soul found liberty, found freedom at Calvary. So this poor man was sitting at the pool for 38 years. He did not know all these benefits were available in the pool to cure him. So grace had to intervene. Grace had to pay him a visit. Grace had to pay him and the multitudes a visit. So Jesus paid a visit to Jerusalem. And if he didn't intervene, Jesus wouldn't be grace. And the first place grace shows up, watch this. The first place grace shows up was by the sheep market where a pool in the Hebrew tongue was called Bethesda. And you, you know what Bethesda means. Grace and mercy. 
So the Bible lets us to know a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. And this is the malady that is, is prevalent in the lives of the children of God. And last week, I told you of my little research into the meaning of multitude. And I'm going to repeat the meaning again. A multitude is a very large number or a huge crowd. Sometimes the word multitude refers to the common people or the masses that is everyone in a society. And the Bible lets us to know great multitude, not multitude alone, you know, child of God. The Bible says great multitude were sitting at the pool waiting for the angel to come down and, the, uh, and trouble the water, not knowing provision was already there. Provision was already made in the pool for them. So this malady is what is preventing children of God from becoming who and what God has purposed us to become. How do you know that, Pastor Sandra? Well, look at verse 3. The answer is there. It says, these great multitude, yeah? He said, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folks. Can you see that? Children of God, great multitudes of impotent folk. They were blind. Some were blind. Some were impotent. Some were halted. Some withered. And they all were there sitting, waiting for the movement of the water. Yeah? What was wrong with them? Yes? What was wrong with them? Multitudes. Some were impotent, blind, halted, withered, waiting for the movement of the water and not to leave out the, the, the gentleman that is sitting. He had an infirmity. Yes? So can you see the reason grace had to step in, children of God? Children of God, I just wonder whether any of the outline in verse 3 is holding you back or holding me back. Do you fit the description? Who is stepping over you? Or who are you allowing to step over you? Who is preventing you from becoming? The list are all spiritual incapacities. Yes? Blind, impotent, halt, withered. They are all spiritual incapacities. Yes? Failures. Yes, that's what they mean. Powerless, helpless, inabilities, injuries, weakness, wounds, damages, anger, bitterness, grievance, wrong, unforgiving spirit, hurt. Look at the cost to children of God. Look at the cost to multitudes, great multitudes, impotent folk, blind, halt, withered. The Bible let us to know when Jesus saw the man, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been a long time in that case, he said unto him, Wilt thou be made 
whole, children of God, Jesus is here to assist you. Jesus is here to heal you, to save you, to release you, and to release a new lease of life in you. Take up your mat and walk. And I'm going to stop here today, children of God. And um, next week, it's going to be so sweet. Next week's teaching is going to be so sweet next week. So I look forward with the um, third chapter in this teaching. So I'm going to stop here and God bless you and take up your mat and walk. God bless you.